0: sustainer Rumble is a part of cut print podcast network. big thanks to the show managers producers and audio engineers for making this episode possible you can follow cut print podcast network's official channels on Facebook anchor, Spotify and Apple podcasts and also browse through their awesome lineup of podcasts you'll surely get obsessed with
1: before we we really segregate the ways but for now we're... We're in this uh, restarting period because many people, my family, for example, they always say, "Pagsama-hin yan because hindi rin naman pinaghiwalay nyan sa landfill din naman ng ending yan. Most of it is true because we don't have the capacity yet for processing, so it's a pending issue with all LGUs.
0: That's Jason Villaya. He's an environmental management specialist and a climate reality leader. We worked with Jason and other climate reality leaders in 2020 when we did a special coverage of Timato segment on misconceptions about climate change. The Philippines, with a population of 112 million, is producing over 21 million metric tons of garbage every year. Our waste management issue in this country has truly been wreaking negative effects, both to environmental conservation and to
2: our public health. The country's weighted average per capita generation is 0.4 kilograms wherein the garbage we produced last year was about 21.4 million metric tons. This is all the while lacking the widespread consistent and systematic practice of segregating wastes in each household and the insufficient number of material recovery facilities in the country as opposed to what was planned in the year 2001 when it was passed into law.
3: The average ratio of material recovery facilities and barangays in Metro Manila is roughly 0.71. This is coming from the 10-year solid waste management plans made during 2014 by the LGUs in Metro Manila. This means that there are less material recovery facilities than there are barangays in Metro Manila. In RA9003, each barangay is required to have their own MRF. So, this roughly answers why we have waste leakage in our waste collection system.
4: That is Angela Aquino. She is a Senior Science Research Specialist at DOST's Project IWASTO and a climate reality leader who's a valuable contributor in environmental awareness in the country. Apparently, waste management goes beyond just the reduce, reuse, and recycle practice that we're taught in school for children to follow proper waste disposal. That is only the very first step in disposing the goods that we have all oh so loved and now retiring them after serving us good months, years, or even just a moment of use.
3: In the hierarchy of culture change, the very first step starts with infrastructure. Infrastructure is not limited to built structures, though. Infrastructure can also mean the enabling mechanism for people to properly and easily follow protocols and understand why such protocols or rules are being implemented.
0: This is Sustainer Rumble, the podcast that explores critical issues on sustainable development in the Philippines. I'm Chantal Nieto.
4: I am Jonas Marie de Bloom, And I am Sikia Sinas.
0: In this episode, we explore why the Philippines has a poor waste management system.
2: Waste disposal. In general, waste disposal is a part of our day-to-day value chain. The things we buy from electronics to clothing, from food and drinks, and everything else end up in trash bins. Apart from widely known garbage segregation, which has been of, well, recent concern is our dependence on a linear economy where all goods that are consumed, regardless of classification, go into destruction. This is not the universal approach for all types of goods, given that, for example, in electronics, microchips and other parts would end up as residual waste if not circled back into the chain of production.
0: Contrary to the linear economy, a new emerging approach called the circular economy is gaining traction. In this approach, we strive to extract less while producing more by reusing the wastes, residues, and byproducts in a process, as raw materials or components of other products in a different process. This is an emerging practice we tackled on our second episode with Sebastian Egerton-Red of the Ellen MacArthur Foundation and is often regarded as one of the most effective solutions to drastically minimizing our waste generation. The world currently generates 2 billion tons of municipal waste annually. 33% of that, conservatively, is not managed in an environmentally safe manner. This is a legitimate concern, especially for emerging economies such as the Philippines, where waste generation is seen to double as brought about by a continuous rise in commercialization without sufficient infrastructure to sustainably manage the products and byproducts of the value chains that come with it.
4: And on the ground level, it is surely relatively easy to dispose of something. You can throw garbage anywhere, but of course, it it is prohibited. You will find trash bins either at your home, where you have at least one, or in public spaces that have bins here and there. The issue is that, in certain cases, segregation of bins in public areas are irregular and indefinite which goes to show that there are at least two ways to resolve individual waste disposal. The standard and educated practice to observe proper disposal and the system that enables it from collection to reproduction or destruction.
5: I think it's a worldwide thing. And of course, first world countries have more you know, sophisticated resources. Right? They've got a greater focus on this because they've got fewer other things to worry about. Solving poverty, clean water, starvation, homelessness... These are not things that, let's say, the German or the Swedish governments have to think about as much as the Philippines.
4: That is Joseph Worker. He is the managing director at Penn Brothers and the co-founder of Humble Sustainability. Joseph's a bona fide circular living and sustainability advocate whose personal mission is to establish impact-driven solutions in systematizing the circular economy in the Philippines.
5: The main one for me is really information and education. This is the big one. How can we expect change and people are not properly informed? Creating awareness and creating solutions. I think it, it always stems from education for me. And This is really the biggest area for improvement. Again, there are really encouraging steps. I mean, we did a talk last week to a, an international school here who were seven-year-olds learning about circular living and circular economy like 7 right? I didn't learn what circular economy was till I was 27 so it's incredible
2: it is a promising image to see that incoming generations are trained as early as their developing years however the bigger concern are the engines that support these behavior and thinking from the policy to the facility standpoint we have very
1: good policies here. We have the RA9003 or the Salt Waste Management Act. And then we also have the Environmental Awareness and Education Act, the RA9512. But one of the things I've noticed since this pandemic has come, because I now walk and cycle most of the time, is the lack of garbage bins on public places or insufficient presence of it if there are When I tried to talk to several waste managers in the local government, government people from throwing garbage discouraged those waste pickers, the mga ngalakal, the recyclers. So they don't put uh, garbage bins anymore on public places like sidewalks. So most garbage bins are now located mostly in private locations which is hard to access. So that's why there's a saying "Ibul sa mo, basura mo, which is, I think, not very convenient to some people.
0: Despite the existence of a solid waste management act, the effectiveness of its implementation remains a big question. From the enforcement of the law and the incentivization mechanisms that are meant to support it, To the level of household-level awareness raised about the real issues and impacts of improper disposal, we still have a lot of work to do.
2: You know what, guys? (laughs) Being a plantito in real life is perhaps one of the best things I've started last year. I may have gone along with the trend, but... You know what? I'm thankful I did nonetheless.
0: I totally dig this newfound love of yours showed us. My mom loves gardening, and every morning I've been assisting her to maintain and grow our plants. I must admit that it's one of the most therapeutic things you can ever do in a day. You know that feeling when you get up in the morning and the sun is just high up, then you go outside to your terrace or wherever to check on your plants? Then I don't know, watering them gives a similar feeling to meditating, it's just so light and nice.
2: Simple joys and all that jazz eventually does not need to be an expensive lifestyle. For as low as 300 pesos, you can get a very pretty potted plant from Ysa's plant bar that will add more color to your room, or better yet, add more life on your work desk as you carry on with your day-to-day backlogs. They get everything plant-related, from plants, the soil, the rocks, and the pots.
0: Check out Ease's Plant Bar on Facebook and find that there is a special service where you can just send the name or the photo of the plant you want and the plant bar will find it for you.
2: And as they say, a greener home starts with a plant baby.
3: If you would look at the 10-year solid waste management plans that my team just recently studied, so there are a lot of IECs in their 10-year solid waste management plans. And if you would look at social media, there are a lot of posts regarding proper solid waste management. So I don't think there's a lacking in information, but I think there's a lacking in further understanding on how this kind of education affects the people. For them, it's something that detached from their day-to-day lives. Also, in regards to policy, if you would read again, R 9003, which is now 21 years old. It's of legal age now. So and it's implementing rules and regulations, ordinances in different LGUs. There are existing policies, just like what Jason said earlier, for proper waste management. However, what we recently just realized from our studies is that the enforcement is something that is not implemented. People can just make mistakes or miss something from the solid waste management process or system, and they will not be properly penalized. It's the same with the existing dump sites today. You know, we don't know what's happening with the LGUs who don't throw in proper sanitary landfills. We're not sure if they actually follow their diversion rates.
4: It is alarming that despite the constant increase in the waste that we produce, there is an insufficient number of recovery centers needed to collect and process disposed goods in systematic ways. Material recovery facilities, or MRFs, and their presence are vital to systematic processing of waste disposal, where waste will be segregated into recyclables and biodegradables. Recyclables are to go back into reproduction, and biodegradables are to be either converted into energy or decomposed properly.
3: We do understand why for some barangays in Metro Manila, for example, specifically in Manila City, wherein in one barangay could just be three blocks. So it's a very cramped space. We can understand why they cannot have spaces for MRFs since in the Environmental Impact Assessment Guidelines, MRFs should be far away from people. So Manila is looking for ways to be able to accommodate these lack of material recovery facilities by clustering barangays, wherein roughly maybe 20,000 people will share just one small material recovery facility.
2: Given the facts, it is imperative that more infrastructure has to be built which will give people more ways to properly and effectively throw their trash and encourage the consistency of segregation. This also includes a more modernized waste collection system that is comprehensive and fosters collaboration from industrial, public and industrial players to make things work.
3: I think if we can just show them or show the community the people or make them see that there is a working system, make it visible to them so it could inspire them to comply with the existing protocols that are implemented by their community leaders or LGU.
5: It's not like... We need to create these things that have never, ever been done before in the Philippines. We really don't. Like, we just look at these other countries that are so many steps ahead and have come up with so many brilliant ideas. We figure out which ones of those can be realistically implemented here. And we start with the simple things. I mean, we're not suggesting to go and create these like unbelievably high-tech, high-cost machinery that there will be in certain places, but... There are these quick wins.
3: In
1: my opinion, it would take both the private and public sector. You can try the incentivizing ways, like what other local government is trying or really practicing. But there's a really good practice uh, in a specific barangay in Quezon City, where in they exchange. Waste for rice for a certain kilogram, it has started also here and in other local government units. And we must also put into our mindset that the resources are finite. So waste would not be a waste unless we put it to waste. Still the calm on ways in the next episode of Sustainer Rumble.
5: Junk shops, recycling companies, buyers, like there is this enormous ecosystem, and you know this is just one of the things we've really been trying to tackle with Humble. Like we're literally our whole vision is bringing that ecosystem online and professionalising that and not taking business away from them but actually empowering them and helping them be able to connect with one another.
0: This waste scare is just among the many challenges that are making us revisit the methodologies and regulations we have in place. What can we do to process every inch of trash in a way that benefits the economy, the people, and the planet? How can we use waste collection and disposal to create new supplementary livelihoods for people? Should we consume less or innovate more?
2: Tune in on the next episode to know the answers. In the meantime, do follow us if you like the things that you're talking about and share this episode to your friends that are also passionate about waste. Check out our socials that are linked in the description box and join our community group on Facebook to get first dibs on everything sustainability.